welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name's Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Thanks for joining me, my friends. I am excited to share this episode with you. I am so thankful uh, that we have the opportunity to have this podcast. Thank you for those that have subscribed recently, for those that are leaving reviews. You know, those reviews, it only takes you a minute or two, but it helps us boost up in the algorithms so that more people can find this podcast and the Kid Ministry Collective community. So if you could help me out and do that, if you've never done it before, I would love for you to do that. I'll even give you a shout out on the podcast and maybe something else. You never know what's going to come your way. But thank you for those that have been listening and for those that have joined the Kid Ministry Collective Facebook group. We are so glad that that community is growing and is active and is serving one another because that's what it's all about. In fact, that's kind of what this week's episode is all about. We had to have a switch. Uh, so my friend Josh Zello will be recording with me and will be on the very next podcast. So if you're looking for preschool ideas, tips, tricks, and encouragement, if you're a preschool leader or maybe you're terrified of preschool ministry, Josh is going to help challenge your thinking on that and why preschool ministry can be such a powerful, powerful foundational ministry in your whole children's ministry strategy. So tune in for that episode coming up uh, in the next one. So this episode is called Find Your Tribe. Uh, everybody does better with somebody. There's the saying, everybody does better with a coach. There's uh, the saying that if you want to go further faster, um, you know, you need somebody walking with you. And so, you know, we all need it. Um I'm a Michigan Wolverine fan, and Bo Schembechler, the famous coach, always said, the team, the team, the team. You know, that's what tribe is all about. And the Bible even talks about a tribe. The Bible reminds us that we need to have a tribe. We need community. We were created for community, and it's important for us to have community. And so one of the things that I want you to be thinking about, my friends, is this. And here's the inspiration for this podcast. There's a reading again in Ecclesiastes 4.9. It says this, two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. And a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. There is so much leadership gold for us in this these few verses. So I wanted to spend some time because I was thinking of how thankful I am for my tribe. I've had a group of men in leadership. Some of them are in full-time ministry. Some are volunteers now, um, and they have made changes in their, their life calling, um, or I should say vocation, not their calling. Uh, but each one of them 
means so much to me. Each one of them has walked with me through good times and bad times. They've seen me at my best. They've seen me at my worst. And I am so thankful for my tribe. They are my accountability group. Well, they help me live out Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. There's no doubt I am better as a leader, as a follower of Jesus, as than I was before because of these men in my life. Um, they definitely live out the idea that two are better than one. And because of that, they have a good return for their work. The Ministry of Kid Ministry Collective and Restoring Leaders and KMC Coach, all of those things would not be where they are today, serving so many leaders as they are today, if it hadn't been for this group that is my tribe. They are my two. They have helped me develop and to grow and to think through and to push back and to debate and to argue and to encourage and to celebrate. They have helped get a good return for the work. All of the leaders that God has allowed me to walk with as a mentor and as a coach and as a guide, all of those people don't even realize all of the people that are behind me and beside me and surrounding me. It's a powerful, powerful thing. Who do you have in your life and in your ministry that help you become better? I think that's why, for me, I did hire my first leadership coach because I wanted to grow. And I had been in ministry for a long time before I hired my coach. If I could go back and tell my 20-something Tom what the 50-something Tom knows now, I would have said hire the coach a lot sooner. It's worth every penny of investment. Uh, I paid for it on my own pocket even <laughs> because I knew I needed to grow as a leader and two are better than one. And he helped me get a great return for the work that I did and the investment that I made. So let me ask you, do you have, whether it's a leadership coach that you hire, do you have someone close to you? Now, I would also say you need someone in ministry. You need someone outside of ministry. That's why the group that I call my tribe are in variety of, of, of roles in their life. All of them have ministry attachments and experience, but not all of them are serving in full-time ministry. And that's powerful for me because it gives me perspective and it challenges my thinking. It definitely is a powerful thing. So do you have somebody that's inside ministry and outside ministry that can help you be better you? Better you as a follower of Jesus, better you as a leader. It also says in verse 10, if one falls down, his friend can help him up. You know, th these, these team, this tribe around me has helped me when I have fallen, when I have messed up. They're a group that I can confess sin to, that I can share my faults, as scripture says, and I'm stronger for it. They know me at my worst. They know when my flesh gets out of control, my mouth gets out of control. They also know when I get discouraged, when I've isolated myself too much. They can help me when I fall. Mentally, emotionally, spiritually, they are there. 
I want to challenge you. Do you have somebody in ministry and out of ministry that can be that person for you? That they know when you're falling down? See, some of us protect ourselves because we have been wounded. Let me tell you, I've been wounded a lot over the years of ministry. And I'm thankful that I've not become so jaded by it that I won't let anybody in the inner circle. I have an inner circle. I have people that have hurt me and they have moved way out of the circles and they have no influence and voice in my life. <laughs> sure, I'll talk to them. I'll answer their questions. I'll be around. I'll be polite and kind and Christ-like as much as I can be, but they will never be in my inner circle ever. They won't be the one to help me up because I know they wouldn't be anyway. <laughs> so you've got to find the right people, but you find those and they are worth their weight in gold. And I'm so thankful for my tribe who, when I fall down, they can pick me up. And when they fall down, I hope they always know they can count on me. And I think they do that. I'm going to have my hand out to help them up. But then the writer of Ecclesiastes says, but pity the, the man who falls down and has no one there. See, sometimes when we convince ourselves that we're the only ones that can do it, or we can only that we're the only ones that can do it the best, we lose those people who have their hands out. And it's sad because I've heard leaders, and, and trust me, I'm talking to the choir here because this used to be me too, where I prevented people from serving. It was me. I was in the way because I would, I would give them something and then I would take it back and I would laugh about it and joke about it. I was that person. I've tried coaching people in the past. Years ago, I had somebody that I was working with and they, they laughed it off when they said, well, it's just the way I am. Everybody knows that if I give them a job, I may step back in and do it. Well, you know what? Pretty soon, they're going to find that no one has a handout to help them when they fall. They're not going to want to serve because you develop a reputation of taking everything back. And you're going to find a diminishing return of your ministry, a diminishing influence of your ministry. The writer is wise here to say, pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. It's a warning. Don't be that kind of leader that pushes people away or doesn't think people can do it your way. Maybe your way isn't the best way. Again, that's why a tribe is so important because oftentimes my tribe has caught, caught me and stopped me from doing something really dumb. And they've pointed it out. And boy, would that have been a big fall. I'm so thankful that when it says, if two lie down together, they'll keep warm, but how can one keep warm alone? My tribe gives me energy. They give me heat. Not just pushback heat, but positive heat, energy. They, they are with me to know that this is a good thing and, and I'm to dig in deep, but it's going to be a hard season. And they're there to cheer me on, to keep me energized and focused and moving forward. This energy, this warmth comes when people speak your language, when they grow with you, when you develop them and they develop you. But when you're alone, Man, it's a cold, lonely place. If you're serving by yourself and you think nobody will help you, keep telling yourself that and you'll talk yourself right out of ministry. You'll burn yourself out of ministry. The enemy wants exactly that. 
The enemy wants you to believe that no one will do ministry like you. No one cares about the ministry. And that's why you have to grind yourself and burn yourself out. But when you have somebody with you and they're, they're giving them, giving you their warmth, you realize that you need help. You need someone with you to work with you, to guide you, to direct you, to encourage you. We need that. Alone, when the lion roars, it's terrifying. And, and in verse 12, it says, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. I really think this is where a tribe is amazing because they will defend you. They will have your back. I remember having someone saying some terrible things about me in the ministry circles. And my friends had my back. And they set the record straight. They let people know that is not the way Tom is. And I am so grateful for that. When I'm by myself, I could be easily overpowered. But when I have my friends with me, my posse, my team, my tribe, they help defend. And God is my defender. <laughs> That's the cool part about this. When it, when it says a quarter of three strands is not easily broken, I believe the picture there is that Jesus is in the middle of it all. And he'll take the little and make it much because he's good at that. I want to challenge you. If you're serving and you right now you feel like you're by yourself, where's your one? Who could you find to walk with you, to do little tasks with you? Instead of thinking you're inconveniencing somebody, switch the, the, the mindset to I'm have an opportunity to have somebody use their gifts and talents for the kingdom. And I'm inviting them to join me in some kingdom work. It's amazing how, when you do that, what transforms and what comes out of it, the fruit. I want to challenge you. Do you have your tribe? Do you have a group of people that you can go to conferences with or that you can get on zoom and talk with or get on a phone or, or you have a little private chat uh, going in Facebook Messenger or by text? Do you have a group of people you can sit down for coffee with? If you don't, start searching. It may take some time. Growing up in ministry, it was lonely. Um, I, I watched. My family, didn't. we didn't have a lot of extra friends. And so I wanted to be determined as I got out into my own ministry that I developed people around me that could be my friends. Not for what I did for them, but just be me. And I've got a couple close people. I've got two, maybe three that are really, really close to me besides my wife. And they are my friends. I can call on them at any time, at any moment, and be real with them. And they can be real with me. Uh, do you have that? If you don't, start asking God to open your eyes to people around you that can be that. I have a group of people that I meet up at conferences with, and they are my friends. They are, they are my conference family, and they are my conference tribe. And we love going to conferences together and debriefing together and laughing and having meals together. Hey, if you need that, if you need a tribe, reach out. I'm, a, I'm at a lot of different conferences. I will gladly welcome you into our tribe. Uh, so if you see me at a conference, come up and introduce yourself as a podcast listener. 
And if we can hang out and have coffee or go have a meal together or sit in a lobby and chat for an hour, hey, if I've got the time, I'll make the time. Because I'm always looking for more to add to the tribe. Because I, I know the power of it. I know what it can do for my ministry, for your ministry. So look around you in your community. Find some other leaders of children's ministry. Find a time that you can meet up, either on Zoom or in person. Take turns hosting it. When I was a youth pastor, we had a youth pastor's network, and we would each host it. Each month, we would get together. We'd cook lunch for each other. or Sometimes we would bring lunch together. Or sometimes we'd all chip in and buy some lunch together. But we got together. And you know, even though God has led us all off into different parts of the country and in different roles, some are in ministry, some aren't in ministry anymore, we're still connected. We still have those things. We realize a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. And I'm thankful for that. So that's my words of encouragement for this simple little KMC podcast for today. I hope it's been an encouragement to you. Go find your tribe. If you need one, get one. Yes, you can use Facebook groups to brainstorm and get ideas. And I pray that the Kid Ministry Collective Facebook group will become even more active and will truly be an extra part of that cord of strands that ties around you. But don't let it be the only thing. Find some people some flesh and blood that you can connect with on a regular basis. If you need some help, if you need someone to talk to, I'm here for you. This is what I do. This is what kmccoach.net's all about. It's what restoringleaders.org is all about. I'm here to serve you, my friends, my fellow ministers, my co-laborers of Christ, shepherds. I'm here to serve. So if you need some help, if you're alone, don't be alone. I'm here. I'm ready, but find somebody that's close to you and meet with them. Hey, God bless you. We love you. We care for you. We pray for you. We're cheering you on to lead more and reach more for the kingdom. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast and stay tuned for another episode real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills in ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.